Michelle's struggle was never really with cancer. Her struggle was with discouragement. And she always wanted to continue to ask, to continue to believe that God is good, even in the midst of terrible suffering. This is Truth Pop with Jake and Kathy, a Catholic take on faith and culture. culture. Welcome to another episode of Truth Pop, giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture. I'm Kathy. And my name's Jake. And we're a married couple helping you to live out your faith in today's modern day society. Uh, This episode, Kathy and I are so excited to bring this to you because I think when it comes to conversations around sainthood, at least for me, I have a tendency to get really insecure and to look at these great saints who had mystical gifts like St. John of the Cross or, you know, like St. Francis, and they did these extraordinary things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not there. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like when I look at these big saints, I see just such magnitude that I feel like I could never possibly live up to that. But we want to talk about someone today who had a seemingly very ordinary life. But her virtue was so heroic and so inspiring that her cause for canonization is now open. Her name is Michelle Dupong, and she's from Haymarsh, North Dakota. Yeah, she was a focus missionary. So she served on some college campuses for about six years. And uh, she just, she had so much joy in her life that I found so inspiring. And she got cancer in 2014 passed away Christmas Day of 2015. And now her cause for canonization has been opened. She's on her way to hopefully become a saint. We had the chance to talk to Jessica Navin, who's in charge of spiritual formation at Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And Jessica had the chance to meet and also pray with Michelle Dupont when she was in the hospital. Jessica, first, can you just tell us a little bit about Michelle's life? Give us her background and the type of person she was. So Michelle Dupong is a young woman whose cause has recently been opened for canonization. She passed away in 2015 and she was born in 1984. So she died just at 31 years old from cancer. And yet she lived a very remarkable holy life, even though there was nothing particularly extraordinary about her. She wasn't a great speaker. She didn't have mystical gifts, but she grew up in North Dakota in Bismarck, and she loved growing up on a farm. So she loved taking care of the cows and they had grapevines on their farm. She studied horticulture at North Dakota State University. And after she was a university student, she joined Focus, and she was a Focus missionary for six years, and she really had a zeal for souls. She loved to evangelize through friendship, and she had a very authentic friendship. She just wanted to get to know other people, whether they were Catholic, whether they believed in Jesus. She just wanted to know them and to offer them her friendship and then tell her about her best friend, Jesus Christ. And so after six years doing very successful work as a missionary, she went home to her diocese in Bismarck, North Dakota. She accepted a role doing faith formation in the diocese. And then she was diagnosed with stage four cancer 
It happened very quickly. She was having pain in her abdominal area and she went in to have it checked out and the nurse came out and they said it's cancer and they recommended hospice care. It was so advanced. And they decided to undergo treatments for Michelle. They went to Mayo Clinic, among other places. And throughout the course of the treatments, she suffered terribly. One of her greatest sufferings is that she had always wanted to get married and have children. And in a surgery, they had to remove her womb. And there were other sufferings as well. Like she had five wounds, major wounds, um, I believe in her uh, stomach area, in her shoulder, just from different tubes that they inserted. And so eventually she had so many tubes in her that they were very upfront with her. You're going to be in pain every time you draw breath. Mm-hmm. And yet she continued to offer that suffering and she became a well-known person at Mayo Clinic. People would go to seek her advice, to talk to her just about their lives, about God. She made them um, little origami things and she evangelized even in her illness and then she passed away in 2015 on christmas day and stories began to circulate just about her remarkable holiness people who knew her at that time said that she was already a very good christian when she became sick she underwent a deepening of her faith that was so great that people began to recognize this is a woman who has remarkable sanctity, perhaps heroic virtue. And so they are currently exploring her cause for canonization. One of the most amazing things about Michelle's life is that she had such intense suffering and yet she always chose to surrender it to God and to find that joy that God loves her so much. Yeah, that is one of the remarkable things about Michelle is that she was able to continue to be focused on the other person, even in her suffering. After she was first diagnosed, they really wanted to try to fight the cancer, to get whatever treatments were possible for her. And yet uh, one of her sisters told me that Michelle's struggle was never really with cancer. Her struggle was with discouragement. Mm -hmm. Um, People would continually ask her, do you want to continue to pray for healing? Do you think God is going to come through for you? And she always wanted to continue to ask, to continue to believe that God is good, even in the midst of terrible suffering. Mm -hmm. So many people, when they suffer, they can feel like God has abandoned me. And Michelle did have moments that were very difficult. But at the same time, she would come through those moments with even stronger faith, especially in God's goodness. Do you get the sense that it was a challenge, especially, you know, the later part of her suffering where it didn't necessarily come naturally, but she really just had to rely on total grace to choose that joy? Yes, that is my impression. Uh, A priest who went and talked with her especially during the last few months of her life, she confided to him, I have no consolation in prayer anymore. Mm. And yet people were stunned at her joy. Mm. She was facing the loss of all of her dreams. And eventually she knew she was going to die at a very young age. And Mm. yet she still had joy because she still believed in God's presence within her, 
even though she said, I no longer have consolation in prayer. Yeah, Jessica, you had the opportunity to pray with Michelle right before one of the most difficult parts of her life. What was your experience like knowing Michelle and your experience praying with her? Michelle and I were in focus together for one year. I had just joined Mm. and it was Michelle's last year. We didn't really interact at all during that year. Mm. And when she left for the diocese, she contacted me maybe once asking a logistical question about working with focus, but I knew who she was. And I knew that she was close to several people who I was friends with in focus. And so when they announced to us that such a young person who was so beloved to many had cancer, I, of course, was involved in all of the prayer initiatives that Focus missionaries were undertaking for her. And over the summer, I have a mission partner in North Dakota who was in the hospital. And so I went up there to visit that mission partner, and I happened to run into Michelle DePong. And so I called another Focus missionary, and I said, I'm with Michelle. Let's pray with her. And Michelle told me, I'm about to have a major surgery and they might have to remove my womb. I just, I don't want them to. I want to have lots of children. That's always been my dream. And so I remember asking the Lord how we should pray. And we prayed together that she would have lots of children. Mm-hmm. And that stands out in my mind because the Lord always answers prayers. The scriptures say, ask and you will receive. And Michelle, they did have to remove her womb and she passed away from this cancer. And yet now she has so many spiritual children, not just spiritual children in the sense that there are many people who want to follow her example, but I've also had a number of women who are struggling with infertility ask for Michelle's intercession and then later conceive children. One of them, in fact, she said a novena to Michelle. She hadn't been able to get pregnant for five years. She conceived during the novena. Michelle does have spiritual children. Wow, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm so captivated by her joy and her willingness to embrace suffering. And I'm also just so, I'm I'm just so impressed by the way that she was not afraid of conflict in the sense that if she saw somebody who had potential, she wasn't afraid to address that. Like she handled difficult conversations with so much grace and with so much Christ-like love. That is true. So one of the things that people talk about with Michelle is that she was not afraid to correct others. And she would correct people uh, for things like working on Sunday, where Mm -hmm. she corrected one friend who was kind of absorbed in her own suffering and not receiving those around her. And the thing is that Michelle didn't just tell people, you're failing in this. She would tell them, here's how this affects me and Mm. other people around you. And she would encourage them to love others, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. People who received her fraternal corrections, they would say, it didn't feel good at the time, but I never felt judged and I never questioned that she had very genuine esteem for me. Wow, Michelle just really saw the potential in every person she encountered. And she truly believed that every single person is called to be a saint and that we all have the grace 
and we just have to respond to it. Yeah, Michelle believed that everyone could become a saint, and that was one of her great passions. Mm -hmm. It was to tell everyone who she was mentoring, everyone she met, really, you too can be a great saint. One of her favorite scripture verses is, run so as to win. They actually put it on her tombstone at the cemetery in North Dakota. And that's how she felt about the spiritual life. In that scripture passage, St. Paul is telling everyone that the spiritual life is a race and you have to run like you want to win. Mm -hmm. And that's what Michelle did. She did everything with a passion. She was all in for Jesus. She was all in for evangelization. You know, Jessica, when it comes to the process of somebody becoming a saint, it's not like the snap of a finger. It takes time. There's investigative work that goes into it. And miracles have to be attributed to that person in order for, you know, there to even be a chance. And from what I understand, there is a girl who had cancer and she knew about Michelle. So she prayed to Michelle's intercession and asked that she would either be healed of the cancer or she would have the grace to carry that cross just like Michelle did. And this girl's cancer was healed. So was this what did formally and officially open up her cause for canonization? Well, it is one of the reasons why the bishop chose to open the cause. Not the only one. It was definitely significant. Mm -hmm. And we don't know yet if that's a miracle. The mm -hmm. church has to go through a very rigorous process to determine if there were no scientific causes and if it was specifically that person's prayers. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize if you pray to more than one person, it's wonderful if you get your prayer answered, but it does not count in a certain saint's canonization process because mm -hmm. you can't tell who did it. If you mm -hmm. pray to the Blessed Mother, it doesn't count. So, so many people have told me, I received a miracle through Michelle's intercession and blessed whoever it might be. Or I also prayed to servant of God, Fulton Sheen. Oh, and that's wonderful. And I'm so glad that they're praying to them, but it's not going to be the miracle that gets either of them beatified. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I actually know the woman whose son is considered to be the miracle for Fulton Sheen. And one of the reasons why that miracle case is very strong is because I think either he didn't breathe or his heart didn't breathe or something for 18 minutes after he was born. But one of the significant details in the case was that she started praying to Fulton Sheen, just Fulton Sheen, and she had a vision of him on his ordination day. That's very good evidence to attribute the miracle specifically to him and mm -hmm. no one else. Mm -hmm. For Michelle, it doesn't necessarily have to be that she appears to someone when they get the miracle but they do have to pray just to her. That is really interesting. I, I literally had no idea about that. Um, so Jessica, I just I, I would love for people to learn more about Michelle. They have an opportunity to see a documentary that's been produced about her life. So how did this come about and where can people see the movie? Michelle passed away in 2015. And several years later in 2018, we're still receiving so many stories of people talking about how she impacted their lives and just about her holiness. And my team, the formation team, was talking about different ways that we could teach people the virtues. And we thought, well, maybe we should make some really short videos, just internal videos for our own staff 
about the virtues and use Michelle Dupong as an example. And so we were running with that idea for a while, but the stories just kept coming in. And then we started thinking, what if we did a short film on her life and used her as an example of a missionary disciple? So that is the idea that we went with. We drove to North Dakota in a blizzard. We started meeting with her family and with some other people that her family had told us, oh, you should talk with this person. And we were conducting these interviews for this short documentary, which was still just going to be for our own staff. And people kept contacting us saying, hey, I have a, a story about Michelle Dupont. Can I be part of this? I really want to tell my story. We ended up getting 30 hours of interviews. We made this short film, but of course the cause for canonization hadn't been announced. We put it together. We showed the film at University of Mary during our staff training. And a couple days later, the bishop came and he celebrated the closing mass of our staff training. And at that mass, he announced that he intended to open her cause. And so that was so exciting. And he did open the cause uh, officially on November 1st, 2022. But then we realized two things. One, uh, we needed a new documentary. We couldn't only share Michelle's story with our own staff anymore. We knew we had to share her story with the world. But the second thing is that now we needed to show that Michelle was actually being considered for canonization. And so we partnered with a Catholic video company, Anderson Arts, and they conducted even more interviews. And they interviewed the doctors at Mayo Clinic and uh, so many people. And so we finally have the completed version of the documentary. It's called Radiating Joy, the Michelle DePong Story. And will the documentary be coming to theaters then? Yes. So this spring, it's going to show at two university campuses on Michelle's birthday. Mm -hmm. And so it will show at the University of Mary, where she was a team director, and at North Dakota State University, where she went to school. And then it will show in theaters in Denver, Washington, D.C., and St. Louis in February. People can go onto Eventbrite to get tickets. And are there going to be plans to have a wider distribution for this movie? We'll see. I'm hoping that we'll be able to show it in even more theaters in the fall. We're still looking into it. That was Jessica Navin, Manager of Spiritual Formation for FOCUS, uh, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And of course, you can learn more about FOCUS and the work they're doing on college campuses by going to focus.org. Jessica Navin herself does have a podcast. It's called He Leadeth Me, and it is linked in the show notes here at Truth Pop. Be sure to give that a listen. Uh, Again, the movie uh, featuring Michelle Dupong's life is Radiating Joy, and you can go to eventbrite.com to find out more information. But yeah, keep that in prayer, just that the movie can be in, in as many movie theaters as possible, because I would just encourage you to learn more about her life and to pray for her intercession. If maybe you're going through something right now, if you, you have a sickness or uh, some pain, maybe it's emotional pain, whatever suffering you are going through, um, I know sometimes it can be so difficult to carry that cross, but just be comforted by the fact that Michelle 
in you know modern day you know literally passing away several years ago she accepted the cross that she was given and you can too you know your life may seem very ordinary but you are called to extraordinary virtue through the grace of god so we're just so excited to tell you about michelle's life and kathy I'm so excited. Like we have a surprise for the next episode of Truth Pop. We actually got to meet Michelle's parents when we were at Seek 24 and we got to we got a chance to talk with them and learn more even more about Michelle's life. I mean, w- without saying too much, w- what was the experience like for you being able to talk to them? They are just so humble, so kind. I mean, it's no wonder that they raised somebody so amazing. Yeah, this is so true. Uh, yeah, their names are Marianne and Ken Dupong. And yeah, we had the chance to sit down and do an interview with them at Seek. I'm um, going to do our, our best to feature that audio in the next episode. So again, be sure to, to subscribe to Truth Pop so you get it right uh, to your favorite podcast destination. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review of Truth Pop as well, uh, share it with your friends. You just got to get the word out there and uh, just so appreciate you. And we are always praying for you too. Don't forget you are called to be a saint. This is Truth Pop.